This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1. Hey guys, I'm Janelle Reisner, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, an entrepreneurial badass, and a recovering sugar addict. Hello, I'm Rachel Bilotti. I am a life and mindset coach, a free-spirited entrepreneur, a road trip junkie, and unicorns are my spirit animal. We are the hosts of the True North Collective podcast. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) We did it! We did it, I know. It's hard to believe. It only took a couple months, but we have made it. Yeah, a few things happened along the way. <laughs> Pretty um, much. So do you want to give? Do you want to give like a high level of what this episode is going to be for everybody first? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are actually starting this podcast at the end, giving you all a little bit more information on just our journey because it's definitely been a journey throughout the last. Geez, how many months now, Rachel? Maybe oh my gosh. eight, I, nine. No, I think ten? we started this. Yeah, I mean, we started this in January, so it's like been a year. Yeah, which I guess is in the grand scheme of things, people work on projects longer than that. But this one, we thought we were gonna just be able to jam out in like four mm-hmm. months. <laughs> and then life, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, life yeah. happens. But we figured rather than oh, about a year ago, we actually recorded our quote-unquote episode one. And, you know, we said, I don't think that's going to do this justice. Now that we have an idea of the magic and hopefully what we think we've created here and just even our own journey, we said, well, why don't we start at the end and kind of tease everything out for this episode, introduce ourselves and just be able to talk a little bit more about everything that happens because there's a lot in these 12 or 11 episodes this will be our 12th one that that went down that sound accurate Rachel yeah it's perfect it's like so much life change happened when we first kicked this off we were living in Wisconsin and then both of us ended up moving to different states and have different jobs and different (laughs) all the different stuff um and so I loved when we came up with this idea of just like let's start the beginning at the end and, um, and celebrate what we, what we've accomplished. I think we don't spend enough time doing that. So I'm excited to do that. I love that. Yes. Celebration. Take a pause, pat ourselves on the back. (laughs) We fucking rock. We fucking did it. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. So why don't we, I know we just said we're going to start at the end, but for those people out there that don't know us, why don't we start by talking a little bit about why we started the podcast and how this all came to be? Yeah, I can kind of share my part mm-hmm. or like my thoughts and then just jump in. Um, so Janelle and I met um, at a really interesting time in my life. Um, I was in the process of like totally career shifting. And so I um, like a lot of things were up in the air. I had shaved my head. I had been in 
the advertising and the brand strategy corporate world. And I was like climbing the ladder and becoming quote unquote successful, but I was feeling like something was missing. And so um, I ended up moving from Vancouver, Canada to Milwaukee and um, found this little studio that um, does spin rowing and everything and met Janelle, who was the um, studio manager at the time and just was like, I love this community and I want to be a part of it. And so that's how our lives crossed. Um, And from there, I think it was so cool to just be exploring my shift in life of like, okay, I've defined myself for so long as my title and my how much money I'm making and I have a house and I have this all these things outside of myself and I was starting to dabble in who am I and what do I actually care about and um at the time I was also working at a childhood cancer nonprofit which I'm a childhood cancer survivor and so it was bringing up all these things of like oh my gosh like I survived am I doing enough with my life and like all this stuff so what's been cool is that Janelle has you know, for different reasons was kind of in a similar space of just self-exploration and wanting to have the dialogue, but not necessarily needing to have it all figured out. And so we just started like saying we wanted to do things and then doing them together. And one of those things um, were some nutrition programs. One of those things were like taking on the community of this cycling studio. And then the other one was actually creating a blog called the True North Collective, which would include Uh, capture these conversations that we were having as we were trying to figure out who the fuck we were (laughs) pretty much I can I can jump in there too just from the other side I like to always say I mean I was running as Rachel mentioned I was running a boutique fitness studio since 2014 we started it from scratch and pretty much killed myself (laughs) like working you know ungodly amounts of hours like it was my my entire life and when I met Rachel, <laughs> poor Rachel, <laughs> um, oh, no. when, when we hired her, I was pretty much at a, at a pretty good breaking point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so she says, you know, she got it added in this community and I was just like, uh, well, one, you always say that I asked you like a million questions in the interview. You're like, what the hell is this? This is a, <laughs> this is a studio. <laughs> And I'm like, I have 100 questions for you. Yes, <laughs> and I'm like, literally. you're hired, dear Lord, help me. Because <laughs> at that point, I had some experiences. <laughs> Rachel couldn't tell. Um, and definitely was trying to get out of that. And Rachel, even before any of this started, really helped me just, one, be able to delegate some of my some of my job. Um, but then two, as things started to settle, like how do we, for me, it was, how do I reprioritize my life and actually start focusing on me again? Because I'd been putting all my energy, all my effort, everything I had into that business. And like Rachel said, she was kind of in a similar spot to different background, but I, she was looking to figure things out. And it was just a nice little, you know, timing is everything. Nice little connection. And yeah. I would say, Rachel, you're my my little magic when I needed you. Spotlight in the dark. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny, too, looking back on that time because, you know, at the time, like I said, I was working at this childhood cancer nonprofit. I 
needed something in my life that was like sparking me because the nonprofit was very heavy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I joined this studio and the whole time I remember I kept being like, I think there's this thing called life coaching that I want to do, but it felt so weird, but I was actually doing that with you without realizing it. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, fast forward to now where I've actually, you know, launched my own life coaching business. And it's just like, it's so crazy to look back and to be like, oh my gosh, what, what, how much changes and what is possible in, in a pretty short amount of time, actually. So absolutely. You're getting paid patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really, really were. I was like, you did a good job. I know. I was like, I'm, I'm good at this. I should be doing this. What am I doing? Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, the other thing that has been really cool since meeting Janelle is that her and I, we both kind of, you and I share these really, we're similar. Like we have enough values that overlap, but our, you know, what we really enjoy doing seem to like synergistically just fit together really, really well. So like, you know, I'm like big idea, da, 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 vision. How about this wacky thing? And I have this ability to just be like, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just see what happens. And I think you have that, but then also you love the data analysis and like, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. Let's organize this. And let's, and so, um, there's this really good meld of two energies, Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like I haven't necessarily experienced, um, all the time in my life, but it just kind of works really well. And so, um, it was fun when the true North collective idea came up, it was just like, both of us had that, that drive to just like, let's just do it. And, um, and then each of us played our roles in keeping the momentum going at different times, um, which has been really cool. So it, it started as a blog. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we spent, I don't know, like six months writing. Was it a year? Yeah, I'm trying to think. So when we first connected, it was during it was when we were cleaning bikes at the studio for Grow Gold. That was the oh, yeah. initial conversation that sparked it. And I was just I I was like, Rachel, you're super cool. I want to do something with you. Like other than what we're already doing, mm-hmm. like we have all these great conversations. And then we did the whole thirty for the first yep. time in January of 2017, actually. So it's almost, I think, been a year. And that was kind of like when we were starting to build everything out because that was our kind of sort of first blog post. Oh, yeah. And then, and we Mm -hmm. had such different experiences through Whole 30, which is Mm -hmm. crazy because I even talk to people about Whole 30 now. And like, so many people are like, oh, I don't know if I can do this for the rest of my life and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be like, use Whole30 as an opportunity to pay attention to what works and what doesn't because mm-hmm. it's not meant to be a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. And that was the first time that I'd ever re- like started to realize from an, a nutrition aspect like how real that actually was because we were having the dialogue and it was so vastly different. Like mm-hmm. I could handle these things and you couldn't handle those things and vice versa. Yeah. And then we were like, oh shit, this is like gold right here. Like no one's talking about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, BT Dubs, I just did another whole 30. You did? I was going mm-hmm. to, but I, life's been just crazy. Yeah, so. no, that's fine. So yes. I eat whole packages of Emmy's coconut. 
my friends and said. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was like the initial spark. So January 2017 of the blog. And then, yeah, I don't know how long we worked at it. Probably like five or six months. And then we started to have conversations where we were just talking in coffee shops and whatever it was. And, and we're like, man, our conversations are really good. Pat myself And way more fun. Yeah, and way more like... fun. Mm-hmm. And we're like, why don't we just like record this? This would be more true to who we are and the magic would come out a little bit more. So it sparked, that sparked that. And so probably, I guess it was like a year after the blog started. So the blog started in 2017, January. It was about 2018 when we started to really dive into it. Yeah. It's crazy. Where does time go? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I know it is. It's been what I want to call out in hindsight is like, the blog portion was starting to feel really forced. And Mm -hmm. I could even feel in our conversations that there was like an underlying tension, not necessarily between us, but like, remember when we tried to launch that my body can, and it was just Mm -hmm. like, it just felt like so it felt like more work than it needed to be. And so, um, again, using this as like a case study for just saying hell yes and starting something. Um, I think it was important that we paid attention to, it was important that we gave it enough time to like have some legs. Mm -hmm. And then I think it was also important for us to like acknowledge that intuition of like, this is feeling too, too hard. Like it shouldn't feel this hard. Like obviously it's being an entrepreneur and like doing something from scratch that you've never done before is going to not be, you know, sliding down the coolest slide ever. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some ups and downs to it. But, um, when it wasn't feeling fun, when our interactions weren't feeling fun anymore and like worth it. Um, I'm really proud of us for being like, let's adapt this. Like, let's not hold too tight to what our original expectation of this was and let's just let it go wherever it goes. Yeah. Also, we were having such, like we were having conversations, you and I, but then whether it be people like joining us in, different challenges or whatever it may be, or just conversations that we were having with really cool people. And we're like, how do we capture this? Because just trying to interview someone in person and then write down everything that they said, we're like, that doesn't really capture these really interesting conversations that we're having with people and their magic. I also feel like that kind of flipped it for me too, because we're, you know, we're having coffee with people. We were hearing people's stories and it was like, how do I share this? Because yeah. it's not working. It's not translating to be written down on a piece of paper. And, yeah. And that spark wasn't there like it was when we were just casually having co- like coffee with someone. Yeah. And that really and, helped drive it. Yeah. I think that's a really good ad, Janelle, because that is what this season's all going to be all about is literally just like as if you were sitting in a living room with us. So they're really authentic conversations with the coughs and the dogs barking in the background and <laughs> Um, I mean, I remember at the beginning, we, I took like a whole 24 hours to try and edit something as if I had an editing degree and I butchered like a, no. one of the episodes. Well, it, it was butchered because I took out all of the like realness and, okay. and I loved that, that learning of like, okay, no, the magic is in allowing people to just be exactly who they are because mm-hmm. that's where it, there's interest and there's depth and um, it's more dynamic that way. So, um, yeah, I love it. I think we were actually starting to interview people to just find out how they 
continued to have the motivation to keep going or like different aspects of whatever. And then we were like, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world needs this. Pretty much. I would love to know then, Rachel, kind of with that, because we talked to, what, 10 different people then, I believe. Mm. 10 different uh, people, roughly. I could be wrong, but I believe it was 10. What were some of your biggest takeaways from yeah. the conversations that we had? Um, I think one of the coolest things was, and it started to sink in a little bit with Vinny's and with um, Anya's episodes, where I started to notice the universality of the human experience and the underlying, what I mean by that is we each have these like really specific stories that are ours, you know, like nobody else has my unique set of circumstances that has happened to me over the past 35 years. Um, yet when I explain certain aspects of my experience underneath it or above it, I don't know, kind of the trend through it is actually really relatable if I remove some of the form details. And so those were two conversations that I had where I was like, holy shit, I think that I, you know, have experienced this specific set of pain or this specific specific set of survivorship or this specific set of like excitement and growth and um, whatever. And at the end of the day, somebody else was a totally different, you, at face value, it's like a very different experience that they had. There's underlying emotional similarities or human similarities. And I thought that that was really, really cool. And it's actually totally flipped the way that I interact in the world. Um, and it was important because I had just moved to Dallas, which if you know me, I'm a pretty eclectic, like earthy, um, it's weird to describe yourself, um, <laughs> but grounded, self-describing, <laughs> self but I'm like, I, I am a self, I, I'm a self-proclaimed weirdo. Like I, I, I love being a little bit on the fringe, a little bit outside of, um, the norm and not from like an annoying place. I don't think, I mean, maybe whatever. Um, and so, you know, I, keep, <laughs> I can for sure be annoying. Yeah. Um, have an experience but, yet. <laughs> Well, thanks. Um, but so to come to Dallas, which is a very different, you know, um, religious ideologies are front and center and the way, you know, how you put yourself together in terms of how you dress is very important. It portrays a certain image. And, um, you know, I came in here with this, like, my hair was crazy. I don't wear makeup. I like wear sports bras every single day. And I, um, I mean, it's hard to say out loud and it's important to say out loud that I had preconceived notions of the people that I was meeting and, um, the experience of these dialogues with people and realizing that there's an underlying universality to all of it, even though the surface level might look different, um, has completely changed how I've been able to integrate into this community here. And so, um, I see, you know, and like breast augmentation before I, I was like, oh my gosh, like I would never do that. I don't understand. And now I'm like, you know what, that's a form of like, of, um, self-care. That's a form of like, you know, I'm sitting here trying to understand myself on, you know, a soul level. And guess what? It, that, that comes understanding yourself and making decisions that make you feel good for yourself comes on many different layers. So that's been really cool for me. Um, 
that that was like a really, really cool takeaway for me and has completely changed the way that I experience the world. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a big one and I, I don't know. Did that make sense? Absolutely. And okay. it's funny because you stole my answer. <laughs> oh, seriously? It's yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was thinking about it last night because I knew we were going to record it and actually to your point, because I was editing Anya's podcast, more to come on that for the rest of you last night. And I was like, man, you know, what did I learn? And I 100% agree with you. I think the relatability between anyone's human human experience, no matter what the actual experience is, to your point, the emotions, the highs, the lows that come with it, it's all very relatable. And recently, we actually had the opportunity at my job to listen to Michelle Obama speak. I don't know if I told you this, Rachel. Um, listen to her too. Yeah. And maybe you've heard her say this before. I know it's probably not the first time, but it's been like sticking in my head and I think it ties in really well here. And she said, it's hard to hate up close. Mm. And we've talked to so many different people from different backgrounds, different situations. And to your point, what you just said, Rachel, and I think you said it really well, that like em- that empathy piece, the the fact that all of their experiences, even though, you know, we've talked to people that went through a, a transition, um, we've talked to people that started their own business in a different industry, we've talked about people who had, you know, this aha moment and just decided to make a change and lost a bunch of weight, you know, all of these different experiences that to your point at the surface, don't seem like they have really anything to do with each other, that the emotion and the highs and the lows that everyone experienced with it, it's really the same thing. Yeah. Which is big. So there's a big yeah. takeaway of how we can be supportive to each other, I think, and show a little bit more empathy and when we approach people, because even if we don't really understand their exact situation, there's something inside of us that we can pull from. That's totally, really cool. Totally. Really cool. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's been really cool to like, I don't know when we approached each of these people and even, I mean, it hasn't launched like, I, you know, we're like, I don't know, it's get totally bomb, you know? Um, it, what's been so satisfying for me is that after each one of these podcasts that we recorded, allowing people the space to share their stories, allowing people the space to be heard, allowing people Mm -hmm. the space to hear themselves, hear what they have done, celebrate their life, um, and their journey. Um, I, that was a surprise for me. I didn't expect so many people to get so much out of being interviewed. Um, and across the board, I just felt afterwards, I got so much overwhelming, like, thank you. That was so amazing to be able to share, to have you care, to have you listen. And so just remembering how that little simple thing of like actually acknowledging somebody as a human, like I see and hear you, Mm -hmm. um, what that does for somebody is really, really a cool takeaway for me too. Yeah. And I, to that point, I'll add, because I 100% agree with that. I don't know about you, Rachel, but I left pretty much every single, I mean, yeah, not pretty much every single one of our podcasts, so much more energized from Mm -hmm. their story, like from how all these people inspired me and made me want to go out and, you know, just 
be I don't know just be me like that sounds cheesy but no it's like these people that are living their lives they're being so authentic like they're being really vulnerable with you and Mm -hmm. you hear that and then you're like you know damn like I'm so inspired and it I don't know it just the positive energy that comes from that from people actually breaking down the barriers because to your point you don't get to have a lot of conversations like that like people mm-hmm. want to be heard. They they want to be understood. But how often do we actually have the opportunity to sit down with people for even if it is just an hour and be like, tell me about your life and yeah. do it in a really like vulnerable and open way. And this is a safe space. And it really doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Well, and to be willing to, to meet people there. So like, mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge us also for like, it wasn't, it isn't just us, you know, here's our five questions, but it's like, it's a dialogue and, you know, we each are sharing really, you know, vulnerable stuff. And I, I mean, I remember, I think it was after my brother's episode that I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I called my mom and I was bawling my eyes out and she was like, what is the matter? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, like this content is so good and I feel like I have this responsibility to, to protect, you know, and like, I don't want anyone's vulnerable. Like we create this really safe space and I don't want anyone to come in and just like smash around in here. Like this is special. And, um, and it was cool for me to realize also through that, like, I feel like I just learned so much about myself self too because through that I realized hey guess what we we all are on this journey we've all experienced bullies we've all experienced being celebrated at least for like a second in our Mm -hmm. lives and what we're doing here is really beautiful and so let's honor the authenticity of each of these people and of the moment and whatever happens after that is meant to happen and we are going to be able to handle it and it's going to be okay. Like Sarah's episode where she talks about that in launching her podcast was super helpful for me to just remember, like, guess what? It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And so stop worrying about that and just be a hundred percent you because that's, that is, you can't do anything else. And there is a beauty in honoring that space. So, um, with so much conviction. And when I noticed that when I started to, like I said, I over edited that one episode. And when I started to do that, I think I, I was leaning into that perfectionist piece that like, Oh, we're not allowed to be a hundred percent who we are. And then when I let that go and was just like, no, we're going to fully embrace all the foibles and the realness um, I was able to just like, it was a huge release for me and a huge permission that like, that is the point of this is that we're celebrating people not having it totally figured out. Like a lot of our guests are still in process as we all are. And so the celebration of that space, like not the end point, not the, we got there, mm-hmm. even though that's kind of what we're doing. Like, I still feel like we're still figuring it out. But it's that celebration of like being in it and showing up anyways and being awkward and being like, this is real and we're, this is allowed. And actually, this is like fucking awesome to, you know, what's that quote where it's like, eat, speak, even if your voice shakes or whatever. It uh-huh. feels like a capturing of that to yeah. me, which is really cool. 
I think that's a good highlight too that anyone we talk to, including ourselves, we're not at the finish line. And we'll never. I mean, we'll never be at the finish line. We'll be at the finish line when we die, which is a little maybe a little morbid, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, you're always yeah. going to be changing. You're always going to be evolving, and I think that's really exciting. And all these stories too is people are at different points and they're going to continue to be at different points. We were at so many points <laughs> within yeah. our journey in this podcast and we're still going to be. We talk about, you know, living authentically and finding your true north and all these things and we were just texting back and forth last night and I was joking about our intro saying, <laughs> you know, I'll change it every week because we have these conversations and we're really mindful about this, but at the same time there are still weeks where I show up to record this and I don't know exactly what I said to you but I'm like man hey guys I'm Janelle uh podcast host of the True Death Collective podcast and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing yeah <laughs> that's this <laughs> week next week I'll show up and be like y'all crush the game like yeah. <laughs> because it is it's a journey there's highs yeah. there's lows you fail you know hopefully fail yeah. forward you win you celebrate you know it, it's constant and it's continuing yeah. to move forward it's so true. I mean, even this morning I call you and I'm like, I am having huge amounts of anxiety right now. And I feel like I'm going to poop my pants. Like, <laughs> let's do this. You know, good morning. Um, but it is. And I love, I love that call up too. And yeah. it makes me laugh so much every time we hear that intro. Cause I am so proud Mm-hmm. And I love us so much because I remember when we did it, we were like, this is legit. Dude, I was um, so excited when you said that oh to me. God. I will never forget. Like, I have that moment in my brain. I was walking in Milwaukee. I think I was walking to work and I had our intro on repeat. I listened to it like 40 times while I was walking to work. And I was like, you should have seen my strut that day. I was walking like a damn supermodel. I was like, mm, yeah, Tuna Collective podcast <laughs> intro. Mm, mm. People oh my like, god, I love it. That girl on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and then yourself. <laughs> but then it's so funny too, because it's like I listen to mine like unicorns are my spirit animal, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm over it. Like, let's totally have that be yep. something else. But yes. it's it's beautiful, and I love that we are allowing it to just be what it is because it's so honoring of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is fun. We were just talking about that too, and just. I'm like, uh, my intro has nothing to do with who I am now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like nothing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is funny. So there you go. In a year, how, how much that journey can change and how different things can be. Yeah. I would love to tease out a little bit. Like, who did we talk to? Because we're, dro- we're name dropping right now. Yeah. Um, but maybe giving everyone a little bit more information on some of the cool stories that we did here. Yeah, I love that. Um. And I am not going to remember the order, so bear Go with for me. It. But Just mix it all up. Um, <laughs> so we definitely have a girl that was at our studio named named um, Hannah, who like dropped everything and traveled across the world um, for a year. Um, we had my brother, who is a program engineer, and actually, this is really cool. He just launched um, this company called Coin Mine. Yeah, it's so he is a uh, computer engineer programmer. I was asking him the other day, like, what do you classify yourself as? And he was like, all those things. I was like, I do not fit into a great box, name. Rachel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's uh, um, crypto mining. So, cool. anyways, if you are interested, look that up. But he kind of is this nomad, wants to be a gardener, um, but is this genius programmer. So he is cool. 
Um, we have my old hairdresser mm-hmm. who started her own business around a community of hairdressers that actually are like coming together versus being in competition. Um, we have a guy that I met at November Project who is a fellow childhood cancer survivor. Actually, I think he calls himself a teen cancer survivor because we were 14 and 15. Um, and now has this brand called the Wireless Athlete, um, which is really cool. We have my friend Amy who went through a divorce and then has found herself in this shrinking town in Nebraska, which is a, a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah with um, her blog, uh, two Sarahs actually, with a nutrition blog, with nutrition, one's a nutrition blog and one's a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea, she's a successful executive who, um, you know, found her her way to herself through fitness and that, that journey of just self-discovery and what that did to um, her physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse and Anya. Anya. Yeah. Jesse and Anya. Yeah. Anya, Anya who um, is just a really amazing human. I mean, all of them are amazing, um, but transitioned and that conversation and dialogue of, um, of what that experience was like. And honest, that's the one for me that really locked in like, holy shit, we are so all so much similar than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesse with minimalism and her, yeah, her goal of just simplifying across the board and, um, yeah, there's yeah. so it's, it's, oh my gosh, it's fun. It's Y'all fun. are in for a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great stories. And I think, you know, to, to our conversation so far, no matter what you've experienced, you're most likely going to find a connection somehow, some sort of shared emotion, some sort of shared fear, some sort of shared celebration, even if it comes in a form that you didn't necessarily experience yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll also, I mean, we should say we're kind of guests too, because Mm -hmm. our lives are unfolding at the beginning of each episode. We share kind of where we're at and we catch up a little bit. And, and so, I mean, we have ourselves gone on, so much change. Like I said, we've moved to different states. Um, we took on our first trail running in Zion National Park. Mm-hmm. We have new jobs. I launched a life and soul coaching business. Um, so there's just a lot. There's a lot that happened this year. I feel like this has been one of the most like, I productive is the word that came up, but sometimes it's been a combination of like just being who I am to like allowing myself to slow down so that I could speed up a little bit. Um, and it was really purposeful stuff versus just like, I feel like in other years I just had all these arbitrary things that I was chasing after. And this year it felt like, I mean, kicking off with, I did an intention, a first, my first workshop at the studio that we worked Spire in January and it was an intention setting workshop. And um, I think from that, just getting really clear on what I wanted to focus on this year allowed me to really be efficient and impactful with, mm-hmm. with each of the things that I was doing. Instead of just having like 20 different harebrained ideas, it was like 10 different harebrained ideas that had more of like, they fit into little like pillars of like, oh yeah, this is all kind of going towards the same direction. 
And so they felt like they fed off each other. I also want to call attention. You mentioned the intention setting workshop that we did at Spire that you put on. Mm -hmm. And that, I will say, and pat yourself on the back here, too. We're almost done with 2018. Like, that had a huge impact on my year. Mm. And I just take that in for a second, Rachel, because, one, you're amazing. It just speaks to who you are and your talents. But, two, every other year I've ever done something for New Year's, like a New Year's resolution – I've never seen it through the entire year. Wow. And we are now, what, end, mid to end of November. And mm-hmm. I still reference the one feeling that I wanted to feel from that workshop was to have a year that was more chill. Yeah. Uh, I'm breathing it in. Thank you. Yes. Thank and you. do another one with me in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm actually in the process right now of, of do a virtual now one. that I – do I, I, okay, you're literally the third person this week that has told me that. So it's obviously supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'll the other there. thing that I want to do is a year end, or I mean, it doesn't really even have to be a year end, but one where you look back on your year and not just are grateful, but like actually see what you did right for that yeah. whole year. Like, what did I do Ooh. really fucking well this year? Because yeah, I feel like. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm that one. And then, yeah, I definitely need to do another intention setting. It's Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it's so simple that I'm always like, I don't know. Like, you blew everyone's mind. No, you blew everyone's (laughs) mind. Like, I love that because we had had conversations about intention setting before. And I at least kind of knew where the the session was going to go. And it still was really impactful for me. But then sitting in there and obviously being you know, you were teaching it, but being like the, you know, director of the studio that was hosting it, I was really keen in because we, we had conversations around this. I was like, I had no idea what people were going to think about it. You know, it's a very different approach than what they were used to. And so I was very much paying attention and reading the room and you were blowing minds. Like I saw so many light bulbs go off in that room and literally you were just like the, the most simple, you know, just simple things really, like you said, it seems so intuitive and simple to you, but no one tells us to think that way. It is simple, but no one tells us to think that way. And you were like blowing people's minds. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. It's we true. should do this every morning because I feel great right now. You're welcome. <laughs> it's all true though. Definitely yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And even what you're saying too, like pulling from some of our guests, um, Andrea, we, we just talked about that she had this journey where she just kind of, you know, she changed her mindset. And like you said, it changed her physicality too. But um, she brought up a really good point, which you'll hear more about eventually, is the the concept of being full versus being busy. And I hear you bringing that theme into kind of what you're saying right now too. Rather yeah. than just being busy all of 2018, I think we we both focused on being intentional and just making sure that what we were choosing to tackle and do made sense to how we wanted to feel and, and was very purposeful rather than mindless. Yeah. There it's interesting. There is, um, in Andrea's episode, she said something at one point, I, I don't know if we really belabored it that much, but, um, it has stuck with me, which is, is there a better choice? And so, um, what I loved at that, I have carried that with me since that episode too, and not just better from like society standards, but like, you know, better today for me might mean 
and I'm going to nutrition, but it doesn't have to be nutrition. Like it could mean, you know, eating that ice cream because, you know, it's like being thoughtful, being aware and what's the better choice for me right now? It might be that I need to have that conversation. It might mean that I don't need to have that conversation. Um, it might mean that I need to say no to this thing. It might mean that I need to allow a relationship to um, fizzle out and not force it to be something that it isn't anymore. Um, so I don't know. I've been playing with with that quite a bit too when I'm at a crossroads and then I'm like, what is the better choice for me today? Yeah. And I love that because it, it focuses on being in the present. Like mm-hmm. We, our anxiety is so much tied to, well, if I make this choice today, what's going to happen in the future? And I yeah. think if, to your point, it's what's best for me today. And like, yes, things have consequences. You have to factor that in to a certain extent, but how can you really focus on like, how is this going to make me feel overall? Which really, I think, goes back to your intention setting. Maybe, you know, Rachel, maybe that intention setting session just really kicked off, like, everything here. <laughs> I know. I it mean, is. Maybe. It's, it's how you want to feel. And I I mean, I've taken that with me this entire year. Like, a lot of people being in a new town and new state, like, I've been meeting a lot of new people. And I feel like it's interesting to hear from them. Like, people are very very kind and humble that I work with and have been willing to share a lot of kind words, which has been really cool. And how they look at me and the way that they describe me has been very interesting too. Like someone said to me, they're like, you know, you're just like, you're absolutely fearless. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, one, that's bullshit. I, that's not true. But, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I, you know, I think that comes from that awareness and that ability to just sit in the moment and say, I'm going to make whatever, a choice that feels right to me. And I'm also going to show up as myself, which I've had a really hard time doing leading up to this year. And I think between the changes that I've made and just like this really cool community now that I'm in at my work now, uh, I don't know if I told you this, Rachel, but my, um, my boss's boss, the director of our department, he just showed up to work the other day and he just comes in and he goes, you know, Please, everyone, just just keep being you. Keep showing up as yourself every single day at work. Cool. And I was like, the fuck? Is this real life? Like, Yeah. I, I'm like, that's – I don't – and he actually knows because he's very strategic and smart. But, like, how often do you get that in a place Never. that you work where, like, your director of your department just shows up and just, like, keep being you. Just Who you are is you. special. Please keep yeah. showing up as yourself. I'm like – are you kidding me? Like that, that freedom and the culture and the support around that yeah. is just so impactful. So having that, having all these conversations and having that space where like I actually show up every day at work and I'm like, I am going to do me. Like yeah. <laughs> you might regret saying that, but I'm going <laughs> to do me. Like, And I think that's where it comes from. When people are like, you're fearless. It's like, well, I'm just, I don't think I'm actually fearless, but I'm, allowing myself and giving myself the space and also having the culture around me that allows for it to just show up as myself and yeah. like people feel that that radiates you know, out honestly Janelle I I hear both sides like I hear mm-hmm. you saying I'm not fearless and like I acknowledge that and I a hundred percent would say the same freaking thing like mm-hmm. you totally oh, embody the essence of fearlessness oh, so yeah, yeah I mean 
so much stuff happens because you are able, like the reason you're at this company is because remember when we were talking and like all those, um, you're like this company and this company and this and this. And then I was like, the right company is going to come the right one that is meant for you. And like, of course you're at a place that is doing that because that's exactly what you, I mean, I don't love to say like you manifested things because I feel like it puts things outside of yourself a little bit, but like you, I don't know, you totally did that and you wanted that. And so it, you were, you showed up and you are a part of creating that space too, which is so cool. Oh, thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, Someone said that though. And I was like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I am not fearless, but when fear pops up, I like to be like, fear, go sit in the corner. Get the fuck out of my face. So I don't think it's being fearless. It's just like pushing fear to the side. Yeah. And being like, I'm not going to let you derail me. So go fuck fuck yourself, fear. Yeah. Mm. So, and for that reason, I'll say this has been one of my most impactful years too. And I know like you played a role in being that spark for me. Like there's so many things that I have said, oh, I will do this when, and I am a a recovering perfectionist for sure. And you have helped me to just be like, we're stop taking yourself so seriously. (laughs) We're just going to do this. And like, okay, so if it's not that good, then still, we still tried at least. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I have been able to chill out a little bit and, um, and just be in the moment because of you. So it's, it is, um, it's a, it's an infinity loop, my friend. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you already know, I've already sang your praises, but it's definitely, you've, uh, You've done a lot for me in the last oh, two you. years. Yeah, thank you. I think I've discovered. I think one of uh, one of my bits of magic, which I don't think I realized until more recently, um, is I'm a pusher. Mm-hmm. I push people and I poke them until they do yeah. things. <laughs> and yep. to your point, I think it's probably annoying at first, but then I'm like, well, you did it, so stop with your excuses. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Ooh, I think dude, I'm like discovering some magic. I'm like, yeah, I just push people to do things that they didn't think they could do or were like questioning. And if they really want to do it and I think it seems right for them and they agree with that statement, like I can I can push people to do things. Yeah, <laughs> you can. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's an annoying gift. But I don't, I was no like, way. I don't think I've I don't I think I recently figured that one out. I'm like, you know what? Like people again, just and we've talked about this on the podcast too, but the importance of getting that outside perspective, but also realizing, you know, taking it with a grain of salt because there's also a lot of bad outside perspectives. But when you allow people in a very safe space that truly want the best for you and you ask them like, what are my talents? What are my gifts? Like, what do you see in me that can shed so much light on your actual talents? Because I think it's really hard to see what you're good at from the inside sometimes, whereas everyone else that actually cares about you knows you that you've been able to open up to, they actually see a lot more than you do. Cause I don't think I would have yeah. realized that if it weren't for a lot of conversations I've been having with people lately. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's, that's actually very true. <laughs> I didn't totally. really know that about myself. Yeah. Ah, uh, conversations. They're the best. I know. Yeah, I'll just need so to simple, more. but not, I know it's, and it's, again, it's like, well, I mean, there's so much out there about it, but I think we just have to start doing it. For me, it's like, and this kind of leads to my next question for you. Um, 
you know, how are you living your true north now? Um, what does that mean to you when you hear that phrase? And um, after this full year, I think what's beautiful about that question is it's not, there isn't one answer. There isn't mm-hmm. one answer for you for the rest of your life. It's about asking that question today, you know, in this hour. And um, lately for me, it's been just showing up and just, even if it's like, even if you aren't sure, even if you're feeling shaky, it's like just doing it anyways. And then getting more information and then deciding what you want to do next. But I'm curious for you, how, what, what is, when you hear that question today, what is, what comes up for you? So before I jump into that, cause I just want to attach to something you said and yeah. I won't answer it. I love that because I, it's so funny that you say that because I just shared that advice with one of my coworkers who is in the same position I am, but started a little after me. Mm-hmm. And that was something he shared with me too. He's like, you know, you just have so much confidence. And like, he was getting nervous about a training that he was about to do. And I was like, honestly, your first training, it's not going to be that great, but you're going to do it. No one's going to know. And then you're going to get feedback, whether from you or other people, and you're going to do it better next time. I was like, yep. that's just what's going to happen. Like, it's never going to be perfect. This is your first time doing it. It's just like set that expectation and then know that you're just going to continue to move forward from here. Yeah. And I think I've actually been really leaning into that too because I gave that advice and I'm like, damn, like, when did I figure this out? <laughs> but it's true. I mean, like everything, you know, showing up in anything at work. And I think, again, that's the culture too. But um, but even if you don't have that that space at work, trying to make that, that space for yourself, that culture of like, hey, it's not going to be perfect, but I can improve every single time I do something, which yeah. is really cool. Um, but if you, my true north, gosh, I've been bouncing around kind of one word and I've already used one, but I was like, is it, I originally thought authentic, but I don't like that cause it's not right. And then I was like, maybe it is fearless, even though I, I can't self-proclaim that, but there's been two things, which I've kind of already highlighted the fearless I've already gone over, which I think really speaks to my true north. And then as far as the authenticity goes, and again, I don't know if that's really the right word. Rachel, you'll probably be able to wordsmith this for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, being able to show up without shame, kind of, mm-hmm. um, which I think I've had a really hard time as I've, I've been figuring things out leading up to 2018 is being able to show up as myself without going back and being like, man, like I said this, that was stupid. Mm -hmm. Why did you do this? Oh, I bet you someone thought this about what I said and just trying to really let that go and be me say, you know, and granted I'm going to make mistakes, but like say what I want to say, show up how I want to show up and then not going back and nitpicking it over and over again and being like, why did you say that? Oh, that, you know, like I'm just, I've been very disciplined. I feel like this year, and recently, if, if that starts to pop up, like I say something and I'm like, man, what did people think? And I'm like, nope, doesn't matter. You said it. It's done. No one else is probably thinking about it still. And if they are, they can have a conversation with me about it. Yeah, yeah. And so trying to just show, be more present. I think that ties in with being present. Letting go of like that internal shame kind of because I would. I mean, I'd be like, what did, why did you say that? What are you doing? Like, that doesn't work. That's That was dumb. Like, stop it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to just like 
be like, no, this is you. Like you're, you are you. You're gonna show up some ways better than like some days better than others, and you're gonna make mistakes. But no one else is really holding on to those. And if yeah. they are, again, like there should be a conversation that <laughs> should happen from it. So I don't I, know if that's a word, but <laughs> no, I love that answer too because mm-hmm. I don't think we necessarily heard that. Usually, when we ask that question, it's about um, acknowledging like an additive thing, and mm-hmm. this feels um, like you are reducing the negativity, like you're mm-hmm. you're removing something that doesn't work, which gives you the space to be really agile and flexible in who you are in each moment versus being like, my true north is authenticity. I think mm-hmm. maybe that is like a high expectation. And yeah. and so your true north being one where you don't beat yourself up for showing up authentically yeah. <laughs> gives you the freedom to just keep showing up and a commitment to yourself to not um, I've heard it called game tape, game tape review, um, mm-hmm. where you like go back and, um, you know, replay the scenario 50 million different ways. And now it's through your filter. So it's probably a little bit skewed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a tendency to game tape review in a negative light. And, um, I hear you saying living my true North is about letting that go and not spending time in the what ifs and all of that, but like learning what I need to learn and continuing to like step into right now, which is really cool. It is. And I think what's been really cool too with that, there, there is fear in kind of letting that go. Um, but then I think if I look at the outcome from practicing that for kind of the last couple of months, I think it's been so positive and how I show up and how much more open I am and how much more vulnerable I am with people because I'm not almost like putting that barrier and then filtering and being like, oh, I said that last week, so I probably shouldn't say this. Like even with making friends as an adult, like I'm sure you can relate to this too, Rachel, and in Dallas and just like (laughs) I've been telling a bunch of people like I am just like, I don't even care. I don't care if you think I'm weird. I don't Mm -hmm. care. I'm like, I want friends. You're going to be my friend. I think you're cool. Like... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just gonna like I'm sure some people would be like, Whoa, what's like who are you? Like, yeah. like I don't care. Saw you across the room, you look awesome, you seem to have cool hobbies, let's be friends. Hi, I am Janelle. Uh I'm an awesome person. <laughs> let's hang out. And they're like, What the fuck? And they're like, All right, whatever, sure, let's be friends. Um, but like showing up like that and like for me, I feel like I've always been like slightly socially awkward. I've had barriers that I put up of like, Well, they're not gonna like me or and now I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna give a fuck. Like, be my friend. Yeah. I really need friends. Like, <laughs> like, well, I mean, and then like finding yeah. cool people too that obviously I like and I can relate with. But like, that has been a game changer for me too. Just like meeting people, and I think I show up so much more in such a much more open and vulnerable way. And I think that mm. all just ties together of me just being like, well, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna just show up, and I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. And in turn, I think this is a little Rachel magic because you definitely have this. I feel like people are being a lot more open with me mm-hmm. and I'm able to build connections a lot faster than I've literally ever been able to do because yeah. we've talked about this, but I'm terrible at making friends. And I feel it's like so I'm... funny you always say that. And I'm like, <laughs> you're the coolest person Aww. ever. <laughs> That's crazy. You got to stop that story, Aww. which you are. Which I am. Is probably... And now I'm like... <laughs> Rolling in the friends like a magnet. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Because people, I don't know. People 
people really love to be able to have the permission to know that because when you're filtering yourself mm-hmm. now somebody's like oh this person is paying attention it's probably not like a conscious thought but mm-hmm. we can read the, that energy more than we give ourselves credit yes. and um like when you can just be like oh there's a flaw and I love myself still <laughs> like yeah. there's something really beautiful in that that people are like oh good I can make a mistake and this person isn't gonna rake me over the coals like yes and I would see yeah. that like it's just been so interesting to me because I'm like, whoa, this these are very di- different interactions than I've been mm-hmm. having for the last couple of years. And I'm like, whoa, that person just like told me something. Yeah. Like they like got really vulnerable with me. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. And I'm like, oh, probably because I've also just been like, hey, this is me today. I'm a hot mess. How's it going? I really want a friend. Like, <laughs> and they're like, okay, uh, I feel you. I feel you. And I'm like, cool. Do that. All right, let's be friends. <laughs> Yeah. And there's like a non, there's an ownership in that Mm -hmm. too. Like there's something confident in like, even though what you're saying is like, I need a friend right now. And you could say like, Oh, they're going to think I'm needy and they're going to be whatever. But you're owning that shit. You're like, (laughs) you're like, I know what I need. I need a friend. If it's Mm -hmm. not you, I'm going to find someone else. And so there's like, um, I don't know. It doesn't feel quite so like codependent. It feels very much like owning and taking responsible responsibility for your life, which is, People want to be around that shit. They want to yeah. co-create. They that's, really do. Yeah, absolutely. You bring it up like that's exactly the point because that was always in my head. I'm like, I don't want to feel like I need people or like that people are like, oh, this girl's like needs Ben. She's lame. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm actually really, I'm pretty sure I've said this to people, right? I'm out of control. That's what my coworkers like to say. They're like, Chanel, you're out of control. Uh, <laughs> I've literally been like, hey, I'm awesome. You should always invite me to this. I've said that yeah. to someone. <laughs> Gotta These people are like, I don't know who the fuck she thinks she is. I'm like, okay, don't, but I don't even care. Invited. But then I get invited. I know it's like, boom, <laughs> accomplished. <laughs> so funny. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. been fun. I just feel like yeah. I'm like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say whatever the whatever I want within reason. Yeah. <laughs> but do, that's do, almost whatever I want. <laughs> love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, um. I feel like I need to, I don't know if I answered my true north, yeah, but my day um, is um, the now is the word that keeps showing up for me. So it's like just um, that idea of like, I think it's multifaceted, but um, the idea behind it is just like being in the now, do, just doing it now. Um after I launched Unstuck, my life and soul coaching business, I was like, oh God, now what? Because I had this whole website that I was creating and then it was live. And then I was just like, uh, um, and luckily I have amazing people across the globe actually that I connect with pretty frequently. And right after I launched it, I connected with two of them. And in those conversations, it was like, I'm just going to be where I am, which is, you know, for this particular situation, I'm going to start creating opportunities where I can continue to hone my craft. And like, I'm going to just do it now. I'm not going to wait. And I'm not going to wait for perfection. The other one that I was toying with was um, being, I'm going to be good enough. Um, We had talked about that when we first started launching the podcast of like, how can we embody being good enough? Um, not to say that we're not trying to be great, but there's this like perfectionistic 
expectation that I have when I am doing a new project and when I can tell myself, is it good enough? Mm -hmm. It allows me to like move on to the next phase where it will iteratively become better and not wait and just do it, launch it, get it. And so there's, there's probably both of those are probably hitting at a really similar thing, which is just like, just do it. (laughs) And, um, and you will iteratively get better. Like the only way you're going to get better is to just do it and to be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and to not waste time beating yourself up, but just keep going. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really necessarily answer that super clearly either, but I've been toying with 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 that. I had a word of the year this year, and it was weirdo, and I love that word. Um, I think that it embodies permission and it embodies authenticity and it embodies my unique way of like all how I live. And I'm like, I don't want a new word, but then I'm also playing with not being too attached to anything and allowing things to have their place and to not hoard or like strangle, hold on to things so that they can't flow. And so, um, maybe now will be the word that I will try on and um, weirdo always ha- is going to have a place in my existence and holding on so tightly to it doesn't give me the ability to, um, to step into the next, whatever is next, you know, it, it really keeps me in a safe space. And, um, so yeah, I think now, I think now is the word. <laughs> cool. I like that. I can't wait to figure yeah. out what my 2019 word is going to be. And it's going to yeah. come from your coaching. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go from more chill, um, not to be confused with Netflix and chill. So when people have told me that, they're like, you like looking at Netflix and chill? I'm like, not that kind of chill. Calm yourself. What, is, what do you mean? Rachel, Netflix and chill, do you know what that means? Like the thing where it's like carry on and carry on or whatever. <laughs> no. No, Netflix and chill is like, (laughs) Netflix and chill means like, we're going to Netflix and chill, which really means we're going to come over. You're going to come over. We're going to turn on Netflix, but we're going to have sex. (laughs) Oh, I had no idea. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. So so, some people see that and they're like, oh God, Janelle, I need, I hang around with 20 year olds all day long, but I I never knew that. I've been learning other buzz phrases for things. <laughs> that one's actually kind of old now, but yeah, some people are like, you want that kind of chill? I'm like, no, not that kind of chill. Oh I'm going to ask everybody today, like, do you know what this means? And they're going to be like, like, get away yeah. from me. <laughs> serious, I love it though. It's so funny to me to be like, it happens so quickly. Mm. Like I was the young one that had, you know, the new, the, the words and all the phrases <laughs> and all this stuff. And now I'm for sure. I mean, I'm not the old one, but um, I guess for those of you who don't know, I, I have this life and soul coaching business. And then I actually, um, am a very new role within a Lululemon store in Dallas, which is the store's life coach. And so they call it a goal coach. But, um, because of that, I do floor shifts and they're kind of testing it out to see if it's something that can go beyond, um, just the one store. So it's a, a pilot program. Um, but so I, um, I'm, I work with like a majority of the people I work with are under 24. And so they're constantly using names for things. And I'm like, what are you saying? And then they'll tell me. And then I'm like, oh, you mean this? And then they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> and it's just so funny. And I'm like, oh, well, back in my day, 
this is what we called that. And they're that's and then so they're like, funny. oh, that's so cool. I'm going to start calling it that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now you're just a hipster. <laughs> I guess I am for you're sure. like, let's bring back the old words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny though. So yeah, people were like, is that what like, because that's what my Instagram says. They're like, are you trying to like proposition people? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. like no. So anyway, that was like a real weird side tangent, but I am excited for 2019 because I've loved my 2018 more chill, more chill vibes. Yeah. But now, I think it's it is time. Okay, to so up. I need to actually, Janelle, I need to actually do an intention setting workshop. So I 100 like I'm already gonna be there. I've RSVP. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. I have a conversation. <laughs> I. My old ASM of community that I used to work with, she works at WeWork now. And mm, so cool. maybe I'll talk to her to see if there can be a conference room so I can get people in digitally. Sure. Zoom us. Okay. Do you Zoom? All right, cool. Um, I'm just going to say to all the people that are listening, thank you. And we really hope you enjoy this season. We are excited. Like we originally only did one season for me because I was like, I can't commit to more than that. Like what if it's terrible? Oh my God. <laughs> Um, but it's been amazing. And so I, we're totally looking at season two now. Um, so as you listen, like leave us comments, tell us what you love. That way we can make sure to create, you know, to continue to make this be something that everybody's excited to listen to. Um, but we've got some really cool people that were, are like on our list of like, oh gosh, we've got to have a dialogue with them. So have fun. Um, hopefully it inspires you to connect with that spark of authenticity within you, whatever that is, and gives you an excitement to be alive and a fun community to be a part of, of people who are also just trying, just figuring it out one day at a time. So yeah, have fun. I think that sums it up. And be kind. Yeah. A lot of vulnerable, a lot of vulnerable stuff in here. Yeah. And so find that yeah. little piece in you that relates to it and, and connect. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to uh, season one of the True North Collective podcast. You have been listening to the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, make sure to check us out on Instagram at the True North Collective underscore. Otherwise, keep tuning in. We have 11 episodes with some amazing stories of everyday people fearlessly finding their true north. Until then, 